And welcome back to the Kick and Post podcast with your hosts Amal Thompson and Otto DeVries. Uh, pretty interesting card Saturday night, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, not exactly uh, how we both predicted it to go. Um, <laughs> I guess we just jump right into the breakdown and uh, start with the first prelim that we really paid attention to, the Cruz-Casey uh, Kenny fight. What would you think about that? Alright, so, got off work round 7 on Saturday. Got invited out to an establishment to check the fights out. Twin Peaks didn't make it there till round two and a half of the prelim fight. Um, got updates here and there about it, but heard it was a pretty even fight. Did, were you able to catch it from start to finish? Yeah, it was I think exactly what we thought it was. I mean, I thought Cruz uh, really mixed in his wrestling uh, more than I thought he would. Um, not like scoring a takedown until I think the third round, but it was his stand up was so like weird, like always. And I think Kenny said he had it figured out or the blueprint was laid out uh, by Cejudo and Cody, and he couldn't really follow it as as much as they did. Um, yeah, it's better. If the blueprint, if the blueprint was laid out. How did it still end up being almost a stalemate? That's my question. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's easier to say something's figured out than actually performing it, you know? I feel that. Like, when you when you just get into, like, you're talking and you're trying to, like, have the person thinking twice about how they will approach your fight, kind of trying to switch up their strategy in a way. But from the little bit I saw, I did show up to this Twin Peaks with a notebook and pa- and a pencil. I was getting a couple eyes as I walked to the table because they're like, the heck, this guy got homework? But figured I'd take a couple notes so I'd be able to remember what I want to talk about. But from the one round I saw, I said, Cruz had a pretty solid performance, but I think he needs some more warm-up fights before he gets back into that upper echelon of competitors. Um, I, think I feel the, like he should get at least one more guy. I think the next fight they say is going to be Aldo. I think that's a pretty good matchup for sure, especially for both guys. Aldo's trying to make his way back up too. I don't think Aldo's past his prime. Um, he's not the Cruz hasn't turned into the gatekeeper yet, which is beautiful to see. You know, he still got he still got it in the tank. So that was that was a little bit of a positive I took from it overall. His uh his post fight was also like calling out some monster guy who's like a hundred pounds more than him for like a charity fight or something like that. I guess they Bro, really the beefing. I don't. I really don't know like the political standpoint behind it, but. Oh, oh yeah, he was talking about the um the monster CEO or the monster guy, right? Yeah. Bonds or something. Something like he controls yeah, his fighters and controls the or the sponsored fighters, offer the deal and stuff like that. He just doesn't like it, I guess. Dana like yeah, but made Dana a comment got on it really too. into it and was like, yeah, he's a he's the sponsor. Like he gives us a lot of money. We can't really like. Dana pretty much put his tail between his legs and was like, that's a huge sponsor. We should leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. But, which is another thing I'd suggest, if you're going into, like, a situation watching fights and you want to take notes, never go to Twin Peaks or a B-dubs or any of these places because I couldn't hear squat diddly. Not a thing. Like, all those post fights and, like, corners talking to the fighters and all that, couldn't hear squat. Just heard people yelling about other things. But you live and you learn. Yeah. Um, for 
Oh, better yet, uh, we'll just jump right into the the main card then. Main card. Uh, the fight that we yeah, thought yeah. was going to be probably the most explosive uh, turned out to be the most yeah. boring. Uh, oh man, Tiago Santos. It's funny because like, go ahead, good. Tiago Santos, Rakic. I mean, Rakic fought the smart fight. Didn't want to press too much. I, I don't blame him. I mean, Santos drops bombs. Everyone knows this. I think Santos still wasn't moving right on his leg. Couldn't really explode forward and close the distance. Uh, I think Rakic fought a lot like Darren Till. Uh, very patient. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not Darren Till at uh, like he wanted... welterweight. Darren Till at middleweight. Mm, okay, okay. Good clinch work. I... Go ahead. I, I took a lot from watching it. Um, I, I predicted that Santos had to apply pressure, you know, and keep pace in the fight. He can't really fight the whole stand back and try to throw the bomb thing. But upon watching it, I thought he was fighting kind of timidly. Um, and R- Rakic was controlling where the fight went from the first round all the way through as it progressed. You know, he was keeping the pressure. He was directing Santos on like which areas of the ring to be in. Yeah, his range, um, his range was there too. Santos couldn't find his range for, sure. for anything. That's yeah. I saw. That's another thing I I, I saw too. His his striking looked mad awkward. Dude, his like, kicks when were he would like try to weird. throw some things. He would yeah. He would fall off balance or like end up on the mat off of trying to like throw a swinging kick. I had him winning no rounds. None. Uh, I had him winning one. I had it. I think he I had stole it thirty the third. to twenty seven. I mean, yeah, I guess you could argue that for sure. What did I what did I say about the third? Um I said they both were afraid to get knocked out. Um Oh yeah. He he shot for a takedown in the beginning of the third, which threw me completely off. I was like, shooting for the takedown? I feel like he was getting desperate. He was trying to fight desperate. I think he's That's he's a I black belt in Jiu Jitsu though. Yeah, I'm not saying it's something he doesn't do, but just, like, watching his past fights. Yeah. He's called the hammer for a reason, you know? Yeah, dude, hammer fists on the it ground. It was bro. interesting. To... <laughs> it, it it just, I, I felt like he knew he was losing the fight, and that was, like, his last shot of, like, maybe I could get some points here for a takedown. Maybe I could slip him into some kind of submission move, but I thought the fart fight was way, way over by the time he got he got deep into the third round. Anything that would win it for him would have to be a knockout. He didn't. He wasn't able to pull that out. So, the, solid fight for Rackage. Also, the way sure. he was fighting um, was like, I felt like his corner didn't like direct him in a like correctly and like, oh yeah, you're down, down. Like, it's not like split one, one, one. Possibly it was like you're down two rounds. You need to finish. Like, because even like towards like, I don't know, minute left in the in in the round, the third round. He wasn't like he wasn't letting it go, you know. He wasn't. So. He wasn't letting the hands go. I feel like him getting misdirection has been a part of the last two fights, because we watched that Global to Share fight as well, and he kept taking his foot off the gas when he had him hurt. As a corner, you need to like you know, we get you're trying to be cautious, but this guy is bullying you whenever he recovers. Like take him out. You know? Yeah, finish. So finish it maybe when he can. needs to look inward at his coaches. 
Exactly. Maybe he needs to look inward at his coaches and, and go back to the drawing board in that case. But Rakic with the win by decision. Um, His corner gave him a brown belt. I don't know why. Yes. <laughs> like, I get you won, but like he did, he did nothing on the ground to get the, <laughs> to get the brown belt. Thought it was kind of a joke. But I think he goes up to that number two spot now, right? He has to take um, take Santos's number two ranking, push him back, and then after the Glover Teixeira Yon fight, eventually he should be next in line. Who's number three? Oh, did they only move him up to three? Who is number three? Uh, I I forgot that list. Hold on, I could check that out real quick. But I know he's four. Glover's got to be Santos one. is two. Unless they still Glover have John Wayne at light heavyweight. They don't. They don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. If they do, then they'd have him at three, which is crazy. But I have to take a quick look. Um, it's not Reyes. Oh, it might be Reyes, yeah, actually. it Hold might on. be Reyes. Reyes has got to be three. I, I'm pretty sure it's Reyes. I'll give you a definitive answer. Yeah. This, this ranking is old on CBS. I don't know why they gave me that, but I think it's Reyes. Yeah, it has to be. He, he wouldn't have dropped so far after losing in the championship belt. Yeah, knocked out by Jan. Yeah, it's three. So Reyes is three. I think he has to. Um, I think he jumps Reyes because he beat two. Yeah. Right. He'll. What do you think? Yeah, Santos is coming off two losses in a row. He'll definitely drop. He might even drop out of the top five. Um, he shouldn't have been ranked two to go into this fight to begin with. They yeah. should have moved Reyes up to two. He was an underdog too. Um, have him at three. Yeah, there were so many times on, on this card that they were favorite or like higher ranked dudes that were underdogs. Dominic Cruz, um, Santos, uh, um, Benavidez. Not this next fight, though. Not this next fight. The higher ranked dude was very favorited. The Makachev Dober fight. Oh yeah, that now that was a demolishing. <laughs> performance definitely not better than I didn't Khabib, even have though. to really take much notes on it no no not not better than Khabib no Khabib um, passes guard I, I didn't like even nobody. have to say much you're right you're right that's what makes him the best wrestler I think in UFC history but you know that's why they want him and GSP to go at it to kind of like like solidify who's that guy but I think GSP's been out of the game so long that's kind of like a wash to try to decide the best based on bringing that guy out of retirement, you know? But Islam Makachev, Drew Dober. I didn't know Drew Dober was coming into this fight with three straight knockout wins. But I mentioned that. As we said, well, oh, dope. But as we said, like previously, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Khabib's camp always makes you fight to their strengths. And watching it, Islam got the fight to where he wanted it to be within one and a half minutes of the fight. They were on feet for probably like a minute and a half, and then it was just bullying. Took round one pretty easily. Dober escapes an armbar minorly at the end of the first, I'm pretty sure. I thought that was going to be an end, but then round two, right back into it, right back to ground, ground, ground control, not ground upon, ground control, and... You can ride it from there. Just a lot of a lot of bullying on the ground, a lot of asserting that dominance on the ground until he got his submission. 
pretty pretty nuts looking submission too. Yeah, he got a what was it a was it was it a uh, just a choke with an arm in right? What is that called? Yeah. I'm not even sure. I just know when he was pulling on him, I was like, "There's no way this guy doesn't tap." Yeah, but that's not even the There's most. No way this guy doesn't tap. That is not even the most impressive submission at the of the night, and we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. That's very wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that, at least you took her at great odds. <laughs> that was uh, one of the mo- more lopsided fights of the night. That and the Nunes fight. Oh, yeah. Um, but Dilbert never really got any shots off. Dilbert definitely didn't get any points before the submission. Um, it was a lot of Makachev just kind of like showing him why he needs to work on his ground game too. And not to say he's probably not a good ground guy, but there's levels to it, obviously. For sure. And whatever Khabib's camp does, they get their guys prepared to go to war on the mat. Not really going to stand and strike with you. But they get their guys prepared to go to war on the mat. And we'll see what Makachev gets next. He called out Ferguson. Which, that's a good call out for him, I believe. Uh, I guarantee um, you Khabib's like, call out this guy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we saw what Charles Oliveira did to bully Ferguson. Um, Ferguson hasn't looked good since the Gaethje fight. Mm, I mean, um, he hasn't looked good since before then. Which was didn't he get the win against Cerrone? Which I mean doesn't say much, but yeah, but he also looked he bullied. That he was a doctor stoppage. Pretty bad. That was a doctor stoppage. Yeah, because he Cerrone blew his eye shut. But like it, it, it was a, a pretty solid performance up until then. Yeah, that you fight could have gone either way, though, in my opinion. And then before that, I mean, he looked amazing against Pettis in that weird cartwheel yeah. fight. Them they boys both were going for crazy shots. Them boys is weird. They were both going for nuts. Yeah, somersaults, all kind of crazy stuff. Um, but I think Tony's at the stage of his career now where I wouldn't really want to start getting the young guns. I think he still needs to try to get a little bit of warm-ups off of some of the some of the vets. If they just start feeding him to the young guys, we've seen this story before, you know? I mean, if I'm Tony, I, um, I probably want to try and fight someone maybe like Dan Hooker. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, give me like a Dan maybe even Connor. I mean, Connor's coming off of two losses in the division. Nero. Give me oh, a no. vet who's still ranked highly, so that if I if I if I lose, I'm not losing to somebody back in like the 13 or 10 spot. I'm losing to one of the guys who are still looked up looked at as as a top five fighter in the division. Did Connor fight Cerrone at 155? No, he fought him um, higher. Okay. 155 is lightweight, right? He purposely fought him higher. He fought him, I think, at 165. Okay. Yeah. So he's coming off two losses in a row at lightweight. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Same with Tony. Kind of makes sense. Then winner of that maybe fights... It's a good money fight. It's a good money fight. I think the winner of that, if Gaethje and Chandler doesn't fight, the winner of that... Um, if it's Connor, the Connor should fight Oliveira, and then that decides who fights the either Dustin or Gaethje Chandler winner, because Gaethje Chandler, that person should fight Dustin next. So, 
it's it's a lot of movement in the lightweight. I feel like we could create a lot of matchups, but Islam is the guy kind of like trying to break into that top 10 and fight somebody with a name. I think it would be a good fight for him, but I don't think it does anything for Ferguson unless Ferguson feels like he could sneak one out against Makachev, but I don't see it. The Ferguson we've seen the last two fights, I think also gets bullied by Makachev. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, moving on into the first title fight. Um, Sterling versus Jan. Jan was bullying that man. Alright, so let's get into how the fight started, right? So, first round, I felt like Aljamain, not even first round, pre-fight. So, this is one thing I was paying attention to also before the fights got into um, the round starting is the fighters' energy, kind of like how they were approaching the ring or how they looked when they were in the ring, um, kind of energy type vibe. And Aljo looked very nervous, just off of what I was observing. Very bouncy on the feet, looks like he couldn't stand still, looked like he was all hyped up, like he had to get, he was raring to go, right? And that first round bell rings, and he just comes out in a blaze of energy. Literally, like, throws everything. In the first round, he throws two flying knees. Um, Which he landed on both of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, applying the pressure on the feet, just in Jan's face. Um, not really hitting with much accuracy, but just kind of, like, keeping Jan on the back heel. Um, but exerting so much energy just to apply pressure for the entire first round. Definitely wins the first round, but doesn't get anything definitive like a knockdown or anything like See, that. But, but Jan and had as a, a submission artist, as a guy who's a ground floor, exactly. Jan had a knockdown. And a takedown. And Jan had uh, a takedown, right? So, so Jan, I could have given Jan the first round. With that, exactly. With that blitz of energy and everything, you didn't even like sneak a definitive round out. So now you're burnt out, or like, not burnt out. But you take a lot of your energy and, and almost a waste in the first round. Going to the second round, you see you have to take a step back. You drop the speed of quite a bit. But again, you're not landing enough for me to be like you're definitively winning this fight. And when Jan lands, he's, he's landing powerfully. He's keeping you at bay. And he's putting you on the ground easily, bullying you. Easy takedowns. His trips were sweeps. incredible. Yeah, putting you on your back, and you're supposed to be the ground guy. Granted, when you do get on the ground, Jan's not falling into your guard, and you're frustrating him with your little, like, off-the-mat kicks and hand behind your head and, you know, pretty much just waiting for the referee to stand it back up, which I think is what led to what happened later in the fight. But, again, I had Jan winning it um, with the first two-and-a-half rounds. Um, I felt like he had had his energy conserved. I felt like Aljamain was fading. Like, he was still trying to, like, put on that high pace, high speed approach, applying the pressure. But you could see his legs kind of fatigue, and you could see him kind of, his like... His punches weren't doing that much side damage. side to side a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. His punches were losing a bit of sting. That, and, like, he tried these... And then the faithful moment. He was trying these, uh... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Spinning elbows. Awkward spinning elbows, like, yeah, and they were swinging. You're, you're going way place. too slow, my guy. I mean, maybe in, 
he was telegraphing the spitting elbow, which I feel like is very hard to do. Like, if you have any type of, like, torque, you can't really telegraph that move. But he was literally, like, throwing the jab and then slowly, like, showing that he's coming around so Jan could either throw his hands up or step back. Yeah. During, um, after the fight, uh, Khabib told whoever, Joe or someone at the broadcast broadcasting booth that like his his camp said to hit him on when he was on the ground and wait could be told them that he heard that from Jan's camp out of yeah out of Jan's camp and mm. I guess like I watched the post fight conference and Jan was saying like uh, in the dressing room they're like if his hands are on the ground he's downed so he was staring at his hands the whole time. He saw his hands come up, and then he just threw the knee. He's like, he said it wasn't intentional. I think it was kind of intentional, but I mean, there's no way it's, it's not intentional if you're watching. If you're watching, well, yeah, hands, he's watching right? his hands, but if not you his say, knee. Like you misunderstood the rules. If you could say you could misunderstand and be like, oh, I didn't realize, like if his knee was planted, or I didn't realize his knee was still planted. I was focused on the hands part. That's fine. But you can't say two things and then be like, oh, it was an unintentional knee. No. You loaded up and you threw that knee with all intention of landing it where it landed. Um, it's just unfortunate that the knee was down because I had it yawn winning. Two reps had it. Well, not reps. Two judges had it yawn winning. What did you see up to that point? I thought Jan could have won every single round. I gave Aljo... Maybe yeah, one. you'd have to give him the first round. But that was to be nice. I mean, going into the yeah later rounds, they showed the takedown attempts. Jan was like 11 of 12. Mm-hmm. Or no, like 6 of 7. Yeah. And then Sterling was... It, no, he was 100%. He was 7 was for he? 7. And then Sterling was like 1 for 12. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah. That's not a good look. But I mean, significant strikes. And one guy was, has 8 submissions. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Jan... <laughs> so, but the the faithful knee landed. What did you see? I I heard a mix of things. I felt like there was no way he should get up and fight after that. Um, even if it was like stunned in the moment, not a concussion, you don't want to continue the fight that way. And um, people referred back to the uh, Lionheart versus John Jones fight where John Jones hit him with something, but it wasn't as solid of a hit. I feel like as this one was. This one was clean. Completely undefended. Yeah, um, Sterling even said he, he's like, I'm down. And landed flush. Like he, Sterling heard the ref say, he's downed. So he's like, I'm not expecting anything crazy. Like I might get punched, but I'm not expecting like a yeah. knee. You know? Yeah, with full force knee. So. Right? I heard people, even to this um, day, I was watching a video of like some fighters reacting to the Aljamain fight. And people are calling him the best actor ever. And yeah. He deserves an Oscar and TJ whatever the case is. Um, yeah, which I don't know what gives TJ the right to be talking about any. TJ acted like a stand-up guy for many, many fights when this man was taking PED. So I don't think he has much of like a throne to, to sit on and talk from. But otherwise, uh, aside from that, um, with a knee that lands that flush... I, you can't really blame the victim. And it's not like he's trying to duck Jan going back. He said, we got to run this back because I don't want the belt that way. Yeah, he right? even threw it on the ground. So, 
they're gonna run it back. Yeah, they're gonna run it back. So, I think we should just like put this in the rearview mirror. It's history. It's the first time a belt's traded hands off with DQ, right? So, that was interesting to watch on the night, but it was very sad to see the fight end that way. Because even as someone who picked Sterling, I wanted to see what was going to come of the later rounds. Because we didn't even get to the championship rounds, no? Like, it was at the back end of the third. Is I think so, yeah. It? Yeah. So, I wanted to see, like, what does Jan come out and do? Does all the energy he was conserving, does he come out and let those hands go a little bit when Aljamain's more tired? Um, does Aljamain kind of take the approach of maybe mixing in some jabs and trying to catch Jan off balance? then shoot try to bring this fight to the ground successfully when he was missing for most of the night um i feel like we got robbed of that unfortunately and Jan came out and, and made it clear that it wasn't with any malicious intent but based on what i was seeing i saw frustration like all the times where aljamain was on the ground he was trying to stomp on him <laughs> like there were these weird awkward stomps and he even went for like this weird kind of like up kick when aljamain was getting up off the ground which was close so I was like, I feel like there was some frustration there, but maybe not enough to try to kill somebody while they're on a knee. Yeah, I don't... I mean, to be honest, I didn't think he was, like, that frustrated. I think, like, his camp knew that he was winning the fight. Like, just because he didn't go away, I don't think he, like, had malintent behind it. Like, ah, oh, F this dude. Like, I'm going to put oh, you out yeah, either he was way, clearly you winning know? The fight. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. they'll run it back. Yeah. Uh, we'll see who really wins in the next fight. I mean, they both have something to learn from it. I mean, Jan can learn the rules, and then Sterling can learn how to take somebody down. So it's cool. It's a win-win. Sterling could also learn to conserve some energy. Yeah. The fight is five rounds. Hopefully, the three. fight's next month. And I think that's something you need to learn. Depending yeah. on how serious these injuries are. Because he came were. out as if he only has the last three rounds. I mean. According to Dana, which I don't put much stock in, he said that he got cleared completely, no concussion, anything after he left the ring. But we'll have to see, like, if he gets... Did they fight Nevada, right? Doesn't Nevada give you, like, you have to clear if you get some serious, like, injury, which I would still consider a flush knee to the head pretty serious. They ha You have to clear, like, a certain amount of days before you can get back in the ring. I don't know, man. They should just go to Texas because everything's open in Texas. Doesn't even matter then. <laughs> you know, fair point. Fair point. They could fill an or arena that there. Kind of solidify that one. Um, yeah, they can. They can. Maskless too. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> so we head into the next fight. Uh, this was the first one where I was like, okay, the energy coming into the ring is clear. Um, they show Megan Anderson coming down the hall, and I have never seen a fighter look that out of sorts in my life she looked scared she was moving stiff my, my analogy is like it's like when you're like young and you get called to the principal's office and you're like what the heck like i didn't do anything so you have that nervous energy walking to the principal's office that's all i saw on her face coming into the ring i turned to the person i was with and i was like i don't think this is going to be a long one granted this person had just put 10 bucks on plus 525 for megan anderson Right? And almost put money on the fight making out of the first round. I was like, yeah, I don't see it lasting very long because she looks very nervous and timid. Enters the ring. Amanda Nunes comes in all relaxed. And as soon as the fight starts, Nunes lands a shot that sounded so powerful. 
I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a quick one. What did you see? Um, so, like, yeah, you said she looked, like, uh, scared walking to the ring. She looked scared arriving to the building. Um, Dana <laughs> put it on his Instagram. Her, the, the challenger has arrived. She looks scared. Um, and she looks like a vampire. Not going to lie. A little pale. A little bit. I don't know if she's extra pale because she <laughs> was scared. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe she. Was, I don't think she was ready for the, the moment. The blood left her face because she. Nah, it's a huge moment. And you're going against the champ, champ, the goat, the goat, and you came in there, and I think she felt that first shot, and that even like solidified more that she wasn't ready. That, and then she, then she, uh, did she land anything? I think she landed one punch. No, she didn't. She didn't land a punch. And then. I was about to say maybe she threw one, oh, but I don't think she one. landed. She she ain't hit nothing though. <laughs> All that reached for nothing, and then she shot for a takedown. She shot for a yeah, takedown. Yeah, like that was the that that was the plan of attack. Well, her legs were like, gone. That was the her plan le- of attack. Her legs have, were gone when she did that. You have the. She was noodles. Yeah, she. You have the reach advantage and the height advantage. You're like, you know where I need to take this fight as to a striker? the ground, baby. On the ground. And then, not not one submission, but two submissions. Let me put you in a triangle and then an armbar. Let me choke know, you out. Like, she while was like, you're going to tap to one of these. Which one did she tap out to? You're going to tap to one she, of these. I think she tapped out to the choke. I think it was, think the, it was arm the choke. Because the choke was in longer. I think it's pick, pick, your, pick your poison. <laughs> you going, pick your poison. You're either going to sleep or you losing I, an arm. She locked in the. Exactly. Right? I, I saw it and I was like, bro, what? Wait. That is two submissions. And call me a psychic. Like, how many times has that been done? Call me a psychic post fight interview. What do you think about uh, Valentina? What do you think about her? 135? She, she did call no. out Valentina? That's what the reporters were asking her. She was oh, also yeah, about, asked about There's Chris Cyborg again. About. Cyborg isn't coming back to the UFC, so it would have to be cross-promotional. Um, I would love to see it again. It's a money grab. Um, I don't think it goes much differently, though. Yeah. You remember when we were like... I feel like Cyborg's been going backwards in competition. We were like, oh, Amanda's slowing down. Yeah, yeah, throw that out the window. Oh, no. Trust me, I remember... Throw that out the window. I said this fight was going the distance. I still picked Nunes, though. I just said I wasn't putting 1,200 odds. Now, when it fell to 800, I still wouldn't put money. But... (laughs) I'm definitely not taking this Megan Anderson girl at anything higher, lower than plus 700 odds. Yeah, I took it at plus um, 800. She looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. She looked amazing. Um, she looked like she hadn't lost a step, but at the same time, she got in there for, what, two minutes of work? So, she made quick work of her, but it just kind of shows you that she's still, like, way above the competition level when it comes to the people coming up. Right, so we need we need some fresh blood in those divisions that are more comparable to people she's fought in the past. But she's ran through everyone, right? So they're saying she's gonna go back down to one thirty five, and um, she wants to wait on the girl who kept calling her out all night to fight Gerandame or Gerandame. Yeah, I'm really messing her name up. Gerandame. Yeah, the yeah. the tall one that I'm pretty sure she beat yeah, already she beat too. Her. She's waiting for them to fight again and then she'll probably rematch to defend her 135 which that's the other reason why I think she's the GOAT she's defended both belts 
multiple times. She's not like a lot of champ champs who go up, get one belt, and then kind of having to neglect the other belt and have it go away. Or, you know, just fight and defend one and then a one-off go back and defend the other. She's defended both. Yeah. But I'm just saying, man, Valentina's the, the fight to The make. Valentina fight, I guess, is if she could go to 135 and Valentina could go up. Because I didn't realize Valentina wasn't even in 135. She's in 125, right? No, I think she is one. She actually one, is 125. And then... She can't. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, she can't be. What's her name? So that's a middle ground they could meet at. And Nunes has the belt for that. And then my girl Valentina. So, champ, champ, baby. Talk to me. Oh, you're taking Valentina yeah. against her? Valentina's nasty. Oh, I'm taking Valentina's Nunes, nasty. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping Nunez has like negative two hundred and fifty odds. I know Valentina's nasty, but we've seen Nunez's power, and she's yeah, but she didn't put her game, away, so she knows. It went the distance both I know. times. I know. I think it'll be a great fight. I think they should try to talk Valentina into going up. I don't think Nunes can get down to 125. As you said, she already feels heavy. She said in their post-fight conference that um she feels heavy and she feels like she needs to get a dietitian in with her because um to get back to 135, what do you think she'd have to go to get that down to 125? Right. So, could she go for triple champ? Is that possible? Because no, she is triple champ. That's uh, I was watching uh, the Cejudo Dillashaw fight and TJ was trying to be champ champ and that's what the that was like the whole premise like you don't go down you go up when you want a champ champ never go down so yeah and tj got right i mean she go down to 135 you can't talk valentina to get i was about to say you can't get valentina to get up to 135 and you want to get another belt i feel like nunez could go down to 125 with the right diet dude she's too and, big she's and still big. keep a lot of that power she is so big that's the problem and she's older yeah you know like we try this maybe five years ago we could talk like maybe five years ago she could have started at 125 and then went all up but solid performance definitely rubbed our faces in our prediction um you predicted um, a knockout, but you're taking the underdog if you're predicting a knockout. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a knockout, but two and a half minutes might as well have been. Um, slide that right into depression. Um, my boy, Izzy versus Jan. Um, again, watching the ring walk, I feel like sports psychology is a big part of fighting especially like everything leading up to the fight didn't sound like Izzy wanted the fight he said his his coaches made the decision for him it wasn't like the other decisions he made in past in his career in the UFC where he called out guys and he kind of strate strategically picked out who he wanted to fight you know even down to the Romero call out um, he, he admitted pretty early on that he wasn't looking at Jan as the next person he wanted to fight his coaches decided that for him um, then walking into the ring, he's loose enough, but not as comfortable as he usually looks coming uh, into I, the ring. I disagree. And then in the ring, when they're announcing his name, 
this is where I this is where I, I, I kind of took a step back when he was when they were announcing his name you know he usually goes into his kind of like anime kind of throwing up like you know the Naruto Shippuden type stuff he was very like stoic like arms folded not much movement and that's not the Izzy I'm used to seeing at that point in the fight he's still pretty well, he talked about ring, his walkout especially in his the post. ring part he's like it's not for yeah. anybody else it's for me he said and he said he was feeling and I quote lucid that's true and ready like he was definitely there for it I don't think his his ring walk showed anything to how he fought I thought he fought a really good fight um Oh, no, I'm not saying it was a bad fight. I just felt like he wasn't as loose in the ring when he got in there as he usually is. If you go back and watch, like, when they announce his names, when they announce his name in the previous fights, it's always a lot of more, like, kind of like a playfulness to it. And he was very, like, locked in, which was unusual to see Izzy in that kind of mind state. Um, But, yeah, I'm not saying he fought a bad fight. I just, if I had to take something from it, for sure, his power did not carry over to light heavyweight um shots that he would hit guys with at at um middleweight and kind of stun them or make them think twice about throwing did not do that to Jan. i would agree? not agree because Jan was like this man hits hard that man hits hard he said his leg hurt so bad that's, after the fight that's true and there was definitely times where like is he countered and then Jan was like all right hold on and then all right let's go back you know, it was like split split seconds that were like Jan was like, okay, hold on, and then, and then just continued. This uh, is true. This is true, but he's not stunning him like he stuns middleweights. Like when when Izzy tags guys with those counters at at the lower weight class, it doesn't turn into like a, just a readjustment. It turns into oh, we're not really gonna throw with him anymore, or they get legitimately stunned. The only person who stood in front of him and taken those counters and made it out the entire five rounds was Gasolum, right? The Romero fight, they didn't really throw, but Paulo Costa stood, got countered, and the guy who's supposed to be the aggressor and with all the knockout power kind of was very dejected in how he fought, didn't really get into trading with Izzy. Robert Whitaker, which we agree he should get another shot at it, and it was a little bit like off of injury and all of that. He got countered to the point of getting knocked out because of Izzy's power, yeah. right? I I did believe Izzy fought a good fight. I believe he hit him with good counters. I didn't think he was gonna put him away based on just he wasn't he wasn't like combining enough of the shots to really put Jan away and Smartly so, because you don't want to stay in too close for too long with somebody like Jan's power. Um, the weight difference really showed on the oh, ground. for sure. Um, which I think was smart to kind of, like, wait it out before you, you get into those wrestling spots. Like, first three rounds, no wrestling action until the 3-10 mark of the third round, where Jan took him down. And he bullied him on the ground for a good amount. Expended a lot of Izzy's energy trying to get him to yeah. get up. Izzy right? said his his legs then were like round dead, four, like super fatigued. Yeah, that was the point of, of applying that pressure on him, applying his weight on him. You know, you have to you have to let him expend energy to survive, and that's what Izzy was doing to make sure he didn't get worn out on the floor until he got ground and pounded. 
And I think it was a very strategic um, approach by Yon to not like jump out the gate with the takedown attempts because I felt like Izzy would have adjusted and started countering on those yeah. takedown attempts, right? But he was doing a good job hiding. Well, them he had in. attempted. Um, he hit Izzy with a few shots. He attempted to take a takedown, I think, in round two, but Izzy like stuffed it and slipped through. Yon said he was very elusive yeah. and and a lot of his in the uh, grappling situations. He was able to just slip out real quick, and um, in that takedown in the fourth, like Jan timed it so perfectly, and in the fifth, and in the fifth. The fifth one was crazy because once he got him down at the two thirty mark, the fight never made it back to the. Feet. Well, need, need, it was two and a half minutes well, of just yeah, laying and on top the of positions him. where he took him down, they're almost center octagon. So that was super unfortunate. Yeah. Like, there's no cage there's no, walk. There's no... There's no wiggling to the fence. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, when he did... You're right. And no matter how much he wiggled... When Izzy got, Izzy got back to the fence on four, in the fourth round, he switched in the half guard and blocked the fence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, very elite wrestler. He hasn't really had to use it that much in, the, in that division, but he used it very tactically against Izzy in this fight. Um, the scoring oh, I yeah. thought was way off. Going into the think? fifth, I had it two two. I do not see. F- I did not see forty nine forty five anywhere. The forty nine forty six I think is atrocious as well. But the forty nine forty five, there's no way. And going back, Dana said there were quite a few ten eight rounds. Um, which there were no ten eight rounds in my estimation of watching that fight. There was no there was no round where I watched Izzy get beat bad enough to get a yeah, ten eight round. That was obnoxious. Like, I don't understand where that, that judging terrible. came from. And what you were telling me is that if he didn't knock out Jan or submit Jan in the fifth, he was gonna lose this fight. That's a, that's atrocious. I thought if he kept it on the feet in the fifth and just kept countering and like tagging him with the right yeah, shots, he was winning he the fifth round the before he got taken down. I mean, it would have been that been and the enough. fourth. That's what I was saying. Like, you could have like given some kind of controversy if you were like a Jan fan, right? What? But, like, based on what I was seeing, I thought the fight was at least 2-2. Yeah, I had it scored 2-2. At least. No 4-1 at the end. That's insane. You're telling me there was no chance this man won the fight unless he knocked him out or submitted him in the fifth. And I just think that's a little bit off. And um, I don't know what they're going to do to kind of work on the judging because the gap could really, if that's the case... His corner should have been letting him know that he was down. Like, should have the ability to let him know he was down that much. If you guys are going to judge the fight that incorrectly, you know? Like, in Izzy's press, the reporter said Invicta does something like that. Why does the UFC not implement it? You know? Where they, like, let the guys know the scorecard. Like, they let the corner know the scorecard, and then it's up to the corner if they want to let their fighter know. If it's going to be that lopsided, it's going to change the way Izzy approaches the fight. He might stay in there, risk taking a little bit more damage, but knows he has to land more shots to get the swing back in his favor. And who knows what happens at that point. I think I agree. That would be a very cool uh, to implement. Do I think they do it? Probably not. I mean, the UFC is like, I feel like they're pretty set on their rules. Uh, Except like... Yeah, kind of but stubborn. they do. I mean, they did change like some rules with like a, a down fighter and maybe. But I feel like this is like too minor 
to make a change and yeah I just I, I don't think they'll, they'll do it moving forward yeah it is minor but you can't if the judges yeah I think you just need better judges you can't I mean cost I mean I think yeah. Izzy said like these are just boxing guys like boxing judges like they don't really know MMA like that Which is wild, because if you're a boxing guy, how do you not have it, you know, 3-1 yeah. But then they might not tell, like, like say maybe the, they scored the fourth and the fifth round 10-8s, you know, because, oh, oh, there was a takedown. That's that's insane. We never see that. And, I mean, they were, like, dominant takedown. It was a dominant takedown and clearly showed, like, that's where he was able to put a lot of pressure on. Yeah, it wasn't like a trip. It was legitimate, like throw jab, shoot for hips. The fifth, Izzy's the fifth round the takedown was so nice. Type takedown, so nice. Yeah. Izzy, like Izzy did not yeah. expect it at all. Like he threw that punch with no intents of really like landing it. He threw the punch, and it was like if it lands, it's cool. But he had no intention of following up that punch with anything. He threw it and immediately shot for the hips after Izzy, Izzy like reacted, and because you know Izzy fades back from the punches once he reacts. He's already off balance, and you shoot for the hips? Perfect. Just technique was elite a, on that one. A quick comment back to uh, um, when you're like, uh, Izzy's like power didn't translate. Izzy had that man flinch in the whole fight. And, and, yeah, he did have him flinching because you don't want to get hit. But what I mean by power translating is power that knocks guys out, power that stuns guys like yeah you don't want to get hit over and over again you saw his face Jan had red bruises on his face a little bit like he was getting tagged but these shots that literally stun middleweights when I mean stun like they come in the next round and whatever the game plan is it's completely changed the game plan is just don't get tagged by Izzy just don't get countered by Izzy we don't care about the takedown that much just don't Make sure he, you, you stay out of range and you end up fighting his fight. That's what was happening the first three rounds with Jan, almost, was Izzy was keeping that distance and Jan was fighting his fight, but Jan wasn't getting stunned. That was the difference. He was getting tagged, but wasn't getting stunned. So he was still able to be like, have his center of what he wanted to do in there. While you watch other guys, that yeah, goes but out nothing, the I think, I think nothing, there was not an opportunity for Izzy to knock him out in that fight. Like there was no overcommit. Oh no, there that, wasn't. I think that's where your the difference You're is. Right. And there like, wasn't. You saying he didn't have the power to knock out Jan is I think wrong. There was just not an opportunity be, and that's not on Izzy, that's on Jan. I think Jan fought very smart to not get knocked out. I think Izzy also fought really smart too. Like yeah, like Izzy has the opportunity to overcommit in the lower weight class. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Cause like those guys hit hard. But they don't hit as hard as Jan. So, like, when Izzy's countering and putting a lot of these punches together with power and force, these guys get stunned. It's a mix of both, right? Like, he's able to stay in there and give you enough shots where you have to think twice. Even, I felt like if this was a middleweight fight, with the countering Izzy would do, he would still have the middleweight a little bit more hesitant than Jan was. Even though he didn't pair as many of the shots together. I just felt like that difference in weight did serve a huge factor. Is there lightweights that Izzy could bully? I feel like if Izzy got in there with Dominic Reyes, I think he wins that fight. Personally. Well, I think Izzy could beat anybody. 
I feel like he could put enough together. I think. Yeah. I think it's a like a fifty fifty chance. Like, if they were to fight ten times, Izzy would win five five of them. Jan could win five of them. I don't think it's like. Well, now he knows more well, actually, about Jan shooting. According like to the judges, it's not be like really that. big. Izzy wins like no, Izzy, Izzy wins like two out of the, the ten. But this was yeah. these refs were almost yeah, as bad as uh, the John Jones Reyes judges. Reyes judges. There was a fight they got so wrong on that card. I can't yeah. remember what it is. It was an I think it was an undercard fight, but still. I still believe they got the John Jones Reyes card. Um, I disagree fight with wrong, that, but. It wasn't enough for me to be like... I, it wasn't enough for me to be I think like, that, oh, this is horrible. I just felt like... Uh, John, John I think, won that fight unanimously. I think it should have been a split decision in John's favor. It was, wasn't it? Um, they gave it to him. You'd have to check. I know it was unanimous. I think it was unanimous, but it should have been split. And if we're going split, then it's close enough for me to be like, I think Reyes snuck it out. This is the issue. It's a belt fight. It's for a championship. And you can't win a championship belt off of a split decision like that. It wasn't dominant in any way. I just felt like it wasn't what they said it was. So you're right. It probably was a majority win. But I looked at it and I was like, this is not... He did not blow out Dominic no. Reyes. In he, any he, he definitely didn't blow him out. Um, but in those... In that third, fourth, and fifth round, John turned up the pressure. And even in the second round, like, John would get quote-unquote hurt. He played yeah, the he point would, game he, as well, He'd get quote-unquote hurt, and he'd be retreating backwards, but his hand was up, and he was blocking most of the shots. I'm not saying he didn't get clipped. He got clipped in the first, and he, he was noticeably hurt. He also got dropped in the first, but it was off one leg when he was throwing a kick, and he got hit in the chest. You know? But that's still a knockdown. A knockdown's a knockdown. Yeah. Still scored, yeah. however, but right. it was definitely. He played the point game very well too. Through rounds yeah. one through five, pressure. Uh-oh, no. Moving forward, probably eighty percent of the time. As the challenger, I feel like you got to throw you got to throw it all caution to the wind if you feel like you have the opportunity to win the belt. Um, he fought a good fight. I thought it was closer than they had it. But again, even though I thought he won, you got to do more to take the belt from the champ, especially a, a champ of John Jones caliber where the UFC does not want him yeah. to not be the champ, you know? Like, if he was fighting Woodley, <laughs> then it's very possible that Dana would be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, even if they judge this wrong and have Woodley lose the belt, I don't really right. care. But John Jones, you have to actually dominate John Jones to take his belt. Um... But post fight looks like the Izzy and John Jones fight. If it ever happens, it's going to yeah. be years away. Now. I doubt it'll ever happen. I mean, John's still in his prime. But, I think John's what thirty three. Yeah, I think it's one of those John's ones that got washed. Izzy's thirty two. So thirty one. Izzy's thirty one. I think. Yeah. Um, because it said he was thirty one. John's thirty eight. Oh my gosh. It, it could be many years in the future. Yeah, Jan's old. And Glover is 41. That's about to be the fight of the middle-aged middle, um, like heavyweights. Like, those dudes are old dudes. Um, But John, 
is taking the other approach to, to going up. Like, Izzy went up, put on a little bit of weight, and just got in there. John's actually taking the months to put on the weight naturally. Hopefully naturally. Um, but put on the weight the right way and get used to being in a heavyweight well, frame. Well, John, John so. used to be a power lifter. We'll see how long he stays and up And a lot of there. people don't know that. Yeah, but there's bros. His yeah. bros are both NFL guys. So Yeah, he used to be a power lifter. Bench, but, um, bench and squat and all those big numbers. So I think he he fits in the heavyweight nice. I think he'll be around like two thirty five, two forty at weigh in and then If he's able to keep his kind of agility at that weight class, I feel like he could dominate that weight class for many years to come. Um it's just how fast will he be? as well you know because you know these heavyweights are the Derek Lewis's the Nganu's the Rosenstrikes they like to wait around and try to drop, drop, the, the, drop the bomb on you right they try to time the bomb yeah but John is just so elite on the ground and he's a good striker on the feet he's like pretty much the kryptonite almost everybody in that division like if you're a wrestler you're gonna have to deal with him on the feet um if you're a striker you're gonna have to catch him and have to evade him getting you on the ground. Because people think Curtis Blades is a good wrestler. Imagine going in there with John with that length and creativity that he usually has on the ground yeah, as I well. haven't seen John wrestle right? in a long so, time. It'll be interesting. It's sad to see the Izzy. <laughs> yeah, but when he, when did, he did. Beautiful. Before we... uh, Beautiful. Um, sad to see that Izzy and John Jones fight go, but... It'll be interesting to see what's on the on the horizon for a lot of these guys going into the future cards. I know this card didn't really affect the next card that much, except for um, who's on that next card. Yeah, the next card is a heavyweight. Like the next big card is a heavyweight championship and a featherweight championship. So there wasn't really any like movement from this card that affects that card. Uh, I think it's bantamweight. Isn't it? Isn't it Figueroa? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's Bantam. My bad. No, no. Wait, wait. Figueredo is Feather, yeah. So it's Bantam because it's uh, Volkanovski versus Ortega. And um, Nganu versus Miocic for the March 27th card. The next, like, big pay-per-view. All right. Um, before we wrap this up, what do you think is next for Izzy? And, I mean, I would ask you about Jan, but Jan already said Glover's next. So... That is what it is. Yeah, and Jan's going home to be with his kid for a while and then give Glover the shot, which I'm glad that he's, he's going so about respectful. It the right way. Um, Honestly, I, yeah. I I like him I like him a he's lot. A great, Not as much as I dude. obviously like watching John fight at light heavyweight, but he's he seems like a cool dude. I mean, likable. Not an asshole. His story is yeah. elite too though. He just came out. Yeah. Goes two and four goes two and four possibly about to get cut right goes on a nice tear loses to santos bounces right back um and takes out guys who are supposed to be the next up and then gets up there and does what he needs to do um there's not really big money fights at the light heavyweight division with john not there so it's good that he's going about it the right way and giving it to the number one guy because none of the other guys are really going to sell tickets anyway so give it to the the best competitor um, Izzy though he's going back down to middleweight for sure um, he's going to probably fight the winner of 
Whitaker versus Costa. But the thing is, he said he doesn't have any interest in fighting. Yeah. Uh, The only person at middleweight he has interest in fighting in is Darren Till. But I don't think Darren Till has done enough to warrant a title fight. I mean, he lost his last fight against Whitaker, right? Well, if... Yeah, but if Darren Till beats Vittori and then gets a rematch against Whitaker or a fight... I mean, if Vittori were to beat... You know? That's a lot of waiting for... um, if Vittori beats Till, Vittori no, doesn't good. get a shot because they've already fought. I think that was Izzy's no, debut, doesn't. right? Yeah. Izzy's debut was against Vittori. Uh, yeah. I think so. I no, think it was. So. And he, I, I think it was unanimous decision. If I'm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, but um, Vittori isn't gonna get a shot next. So Vittori, we still have to go through Whitaker or Costa. That Whitaker Costa fight is like the fight that's. Blocking the competitors from coming through. Um, if Izzy decides he doesn't want to give either of those guys a shot again, um, it's going to take the winner of that to fight another person. And then if they win that one, they get the rematch, I feel like. But does Izzy want to wait that long? You know? I don't think he's like in dire need for money. He got the Puma deal recently. Um, so he's doing well off, off the mat in terms of ventures. But you don't want to stay inactive too long. The guy I am waiting for still. To go on a run, he's starting. He's starting his run. I feel like he's fighting Derek Brunson next. Is Kevin Holland? That's we'll the see. money fight. I think you'd get fireworks at the press conference. Um, Kevin Holland's a very creative striker. I think that would be a stand-up fight all the way. Even though I think Holland would have the advantage on the ground. Um, Holland's fighting Derek Brunson next. If he wins that fight, he could probably call out the winner of or, Vittori or Whitaker Till. Costa. Um, or if he decides he just want to shoot straight up, yeah, he could just go Whitaker Costa and say he wants to stop wasting time and yeah. get to the top. I mean, I think if right? Whitaker wins, but then Whitaker He has Whitaker a couple fights be before next, he could get there either way. Anyway. Like, he, he already beat Cannonier. Yeah, he should. But it's, it, it depends Cannonier on the champ, Till, unfortunately. Um, who was before that? There was a fight in between that, I think. Uh, Gas- uh, Gasolum. No, that was Till. Did he beat Gasolum? Did they even never know? Did he even end up fighting afterwards? I don't even remember, bro. No, I, th- I think it's just the two quick. fights. I think being the number one, and then it's only being the, the the champ, losing, and then winning two fights after warrants a a title shot. If and if he win and if he wins three, I instant agree. title shot. I don't care if Izzy wants it or not. I think he should just respect the game, you know? Whitaker's been super active since coming back. He should respect the game. Like, after he lost the belt, he became super active. Three fights, and yeah. To try to get it back? And I think Whitaker's, like, respectful enough, too. I'm on board with that. Like, he's not, like... Yeah, Whitaker's not really with a smack talk or, like, he came in and he said, like, Izzy's a great fighter. He gave Izzy all his, like, flowers for what he did. So it's not, like, a disrespect factor or, like, oh, you didn't really win. It's not like Costa, who's out here, like, trying to make excuses online. Right? So I would love to see a rematch of that fight. Um, Robert Whitaker in a better kind of, like, state yeah, of mind with, going into that and fight and with well. tape on it, and he'll see how stupid he looked. See. Just ducking his and head down and go. And with nothing to lose, because wasn't he... Wasn't he trying to like? Because he was still technically the champ. Izzy was the interim, 
So he was still trying to like protect yeah. that. Now he's the complete challenge. He doesn't have one foot in, one foot out. So it'll be it'll be cool to see him fight with that desperation. Exactly. It's if I lose, I lose, but if I win, I get everything back. So he's he's going into it with the right, I think, mindset this time. How of many, course, I'm how many with my boy title defenses does Izzy because have? I think it's a new type of venom. Two? Romero? Two? No. Well, I mean, Romero, do we count interim? Costa. So, yeah, two. There was it was Romero third. and Costa. I think Izzy's done enough to warrant an immediate. Uh, it was Romero, Costa, and then he went up. Immediate. Uh, if, he, if he were to lose, well, I don't think he would. I think Whitaker's really good, but not that good. But I think Izzy has warranted like an instant rematch kind of like Max like Max was champ for so long like it, it all depends on how it ends right and how Dana feels about Izzy yo, it, I think Dana likes dude Izzy's the cover of UFC um, 4 so if the fight ends it like he loves that man you're right you're right you know how much so, money like, Izzy makes him if the fight ends in a lot a lot he's racking in the big bucks and it's a lot of off the mat stuff, which I'm happy to see. More MMA fighters need to make their brand bigger. Is he trying to yeah, start streaming that on Twitch? Post. I think actually. And it's Max does it on Facebook. Yeah, so like, that's pretty cool. He, Max is like he a plays with too. like Nick Merckx, Tim the Tat Man. He said that on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's like Tim the Fat Man. Yeah, I was dying. Oh, he God. did it on accident. He'd be roasting. He stay roasting the fat. But guys. yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but if he gets bullied the entire five rounds, which Whitaker's not really a bully like that. Whitaker's trying to put you away. If he gets knocked out, you're gonna have to wait a bit. And then if Whitaker decides, oh, he's gonna stay active and just try to get another title defense in, that can make the waters a bit murky. But in my opinion, a rematch would be the best for the UFC in terms of money, and would be the best for Izzy and Whitaker's like. Pretty much his um, the legend of Whitaker. What did it, what I wanna call it? Yeah, his legacy. There we go. To be like, I got beat by this guy. I beat him once, and then I immediately took him again and beat him again to show you guys yeah. that like I'm better, right? But you never know with these guys if it's about legacy or just keeping the. Belt you get that pay per view share, man. So, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see exactly do what Masvidal did. Masvidal lost upwards. That's that's elite. He took the fight on six days' notice and was like, "No, I think I lose, think only the champ me. gets that." <laughs> so, no, he, that's what he did in his um, wait, because he took the fight on six on it. Yeah, he did a contract because he took the day um the fight on six days' notice against Usman. He told Dana like, "The only way I'm doing the fight on six days' notice is I'll take less up front, but I want pay per view money." And Dana, completely. because he didn't want to lose one of the um, Fight Island cards, because the Fight Island card would be a shambles if he lost that Usman title defense. He was like, all right, he caved. And it was the second or third biggest UFC pay-per-view in UFC history. Like, it overtook one of the Conor cards. One so, of the Conor Masvidal cards. So, made a decent killing on that one, right? Yeah, you, you, I, you, there's a reason why the UFC keeps bringing this man back, right? Like, no matter how many times he looks disinterested how many, when he's in there. How many like, laws he breaks. If he takes two years off 
Exactly. No matter how many phones he breaks or old people he punches, they know he sells yeah. them pay-per-views, right? So they'll keep bringing that man back regardless. And I'm just waiting to see what's taking so long on that Poirier rematch, to be honest. Like, he didn't look... He looked decent, he up, looked until decent up until he didn't. those calf kicks started weighing on him. Yeah. He looked decent until, like, you know, he realized that he should probably move out of the way of some of these kicks and stuff like that. But it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from that. Because you can't, you can't leave the UFC. Oh, I mean, he, wa- he wants the rematch for sure. You know? If you wanted to have, like, a swan song... Yeah, if you wanted to have a swan song in a retirement fight, you should have smoked Cerrone and then called it a career, right? That should have been the lasting image, but you came back for yeah. another one. I think uh, the only problem with that is, like, it would be for the title. And that can't be the fight for the title. I agree. He should not get like a rematch Dustin for the title. a title. He should not get the rematch for the title. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Who's holding it Khabib's right now? still it's holding vacant, it. It's right? not vacant yet. I'm pretty sure it's just vacant. Well, they need a vacant. Make it vacant and then do Gaethje Poirier for the title. And I know they fought already, Who? haven't they? Uh, Yeah. I'm pretty Ju- sure they have. Justin, Gaethje and um, Poirier. Justin lost, yeah. And Poirier won. I think by knockout. Yeah. But it's a completely... It's It's been a while. I feel like that's the fight to make. If I'm Gaethje, the last fight I had was for the belt, and I lost to the the best of all time, according to most people, right? I'm still up there as a contender. I should be number two. Poirier should be number one. I disagree. I should get my shot at the vacant belt, right? But it all depends what the UFC wants to to do. You want it to be Chandler? Oh, yeah, there's that, too. I'm I'm completely fine with Poirier. I think Oliveira is probably the most dynamic fighter in that division right now. With all that talent, like he's got the ground game, he can stand You're right. up. You're right. He can submit you. He can knock you out. I don't know. He's respectful. He's on like I an eight win streak. Either combination of he is on a long win streak. He's on a very long win streak. I'm good with either combination of Poirier Oliveira or Poirier Gaethje. I will not take anything else. If they give Chandler a shot at the belt after beating Hooker, I'd be so annoyed. One yeah, fight. That's not going to happen. Belt, Even Dustin said it. It'd be very annoying. Um, Dustin's like... It shouldn't, yeah. Dustin, Dustin was saying... Uh, but like... It, you can't beat someone I just I just beat and then expect a title fight. Especially when you just got here. Like, there, there's a line. There's like there's a, there's a game to play. Yeah. And that was just the first step in the game. So. But that's the problem. He That post-fight, like, little call-out he did, that's a part of the game. And he did it pretty well. Granted, it was very scripted, but, like, yep. it was a good post-fight call-out. Solid talker. It got, a, it got him a lot of fans, for sure. They were replaying that call-out on ESPN quite a bit the day after. You know, referencing the Ric Flair part and all of that, so... He's playing the game correctly. It's just like, I don't want Dana to fall into that trap and be like, okay, we have another guy who can sell us tickets. Let's just try to push him really fast. You know, like what he was doing with Darian Till initially. Just like, let's just try to get Till a belt. Let's just try to get Till a belt. You need to go through the right processes. And I feel like you're right. Oliveira and Poirier, I'm more on your side. I mean, they both just done it right. But if they were to skip Oliveira, 
If yeah, you skip yeah. Oliver and they go Gaethje, I think Gaethje I and Chandler is, is a fight to make. And then... And then Oliveira. Yes, I like that too. Uh, Dustin for the... The belt. Whether it's interim, then it's vacant, then it just becomes the real belt. Right? Is that how that works? No, the vacant belt... That no, would I'm be saying if, belt, like, right? they don't strip Khabib because they want Khabib to come back so badly. Then it would it just be for an interim belt, or would it be for... Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they, if they try to, like, pull some shenanigans and be like, oh, he hasn't officially, like, retired. Which I don't know. I don't he know said he retired. Officially right? in the UFC. Um, they could do an interim. But if they give yeah, an interim... He said he's done, so I figured that would be... If they give done. an interim and then he retires... Does that interim just become the full thing? It should, in reality, because he didn't defend it, but one guy already fought for it, and it's out there vacant. You can't have an interim and a vacant belt. Um, I mean, what they might do is it would count as like a title defense, right? So they'd fight for a technically vacant belt, but one guy would be coming in as interim I mean, champ. Because if anything, right? Dustin should already have a belt. Because if you think about it, Connor only had one loss at lightweight, and it was to Khabib. So, Dustin should already be the champ. Yeah. Mm. So you're saying that? Yeah. Like the interim champ, but they didn't do it that way. I don't know why Dana didn't do it that way. If he like, I think he'd get a, a lot of the fighters upset that Connor just comes out of nowhere and gets like another shot at the belt. But in reality. If you wanted to keep the division moving, which he doesn't want to keep the division moving, you would have given that fight for the interim. Dustin wins the interim. Dustin could call out or, like, let somebody call him out, and right. then the division continues, right? Um, but he didn't want it to be that way. He wanted Khabib back. He wanted Connor to win, and then Khabib to come out of retirement to fight <laughs> Connor, which would still be bullcrap because Oliveira's back here like, wait a second. Yeah, everybody else would be like, wait, what? Like, this man, how he just come back and get a title fight? We get he's Conor McGregor, but, like, how? So, he in trying to avoid that, it, it's going to lead right into that anyway, unless he just smarts, smartens up, let let Khabib retire like he wants to, and keep the division moving. Yeah, let, let him the coach man go. Uh, his teammate. It's right? Cool. But... Is, let him coach Islam no, Makachev because he coaches Zabit I think Zabit well. is American top team mm. where's Shemaev that's an interesting yeah, um, I, character no we haven't talked about really Hamzat Shemaev is, is already like reaching almost like almost a legendary status in the sport in like the span of four months um, he fought in two different weight classes in the span of oh, that was days. at the beginning of Fight Island. I so know who he that fought, is. yeah, yeah. That guy was trying to make that yeah, money. He, he was on a tear, and then um, he dropped a dude in like mm-hmm. twenty five seconds. Yeah, he was going in, but he got COVID. He was supposed to fight Leon Edwards. It got canceled. Then and it got, it got rescheduled again. for March. Um, which is one of the next two cars. Yeah, but he got COVID. It has it's been having some residual effects on him, and um he quote unquote retired right three and days that, ago. Now it's Mohammed something, like a little bit before the card. But they're saying it was like they were saying like it's false. Like he's not actually retired. He's just frustrated. 
like he's not allowed to train yet and um he tried to go against doctor's orders and have a training session and he just felt really weak so i guess they said he got discouraged and retired but he posted on instagram that he retired and facebook that he retired but you know how dana is dana's like he's nah, still he's on not the retired. roster <laughs> <laughs> but he's still on the roster yeah but hamzat he i don't know where he's at but he was looking really special too and with the ability to like be that dedicated to drop weight to go from dropping weight to dropping weight for another weight class i'm pretty sure was it go up i don't even remember i just knew he fought twice in like five days and demolished both dudes i was excited to see what he had on the horizon i wanted to, if he beat leon edwards i would have put him right in the yeah. mix you know leon edwards hasn't fought in like two years it, welter is it welter yeah which is unfair because he was he's still on a streak i mean technically it's been a while but he's still on a streak everybody thinks he's like some bum Dude. because he lost the backstage three fight to Masvidal, biscuit, but don't get it twisted he was the three piece in a, the three piece in a biscuit soda yeah aka the three piece in a soda you know like he he was on a run and he was dominating his fights too and he was supposed to fight Woodley instead of um, Kobe at one point, but I don't know what happened there. Yeah. But we'll see how he fares against this dude that he got instead of Chimaev. It's not going to have the same hype. It's not going to have the same hype and not going to have the same effect if he wins, unfortunately. But Yeah, I'm so- sorry. what'd you say? One more time? I say it's not going to carry the same like weight if he beats this guy as if he had beaten Hamza because Hamza's like the poster boy now. Like Daniel's trying to push him super hard to to get to the top of that division, but it'll still be good for him to get some eyes on him and have another win if he's able to beat the new kid that substituted in for Hamza. I'm just hoping Hamza's retirement is frustration and not actually retirement. Muhammad something because he was looking. Elite. Yeah. I could just pull it up real quick. Um I was I'm in this uh UFC like DraftKings little group on Messenger where you do a contest every time there's a card. So let's see. Yeah. Leon And that fight it's on it's on the next card? March His next fight is Bilal Muhammad. It's on the. It's on a fight night, okay. March thirteenth. So next. That'll be something well, to talk about moving week. forward then. Yeah, we'll see what the rest of that card looks like, but they're the headliner. Um, just a quick rundown. Ben Rothwell's on that card. Angela Hill got rescheduled for that card. Um, Ryan Span. Not too familiar with Ryan Span. Uh, it's it's not the most loaded card, but there's some decent decent talent who's probably going to have some call outs depending who they beat but the big the big the notable fight Bilal is the Leon Edwards Bilal Muhammad yeah. fight I'll be tuning into that for sure yeah it's big Bilal Muhammad beat Douglas, um, yeah. Diego Lima who's no but slouch isn't, isn't Lima on the decline for a while right so, he fights in Bellator now yeah but I mean it's still a Doesn't pretty he? solid guy to get a win against Oh, okay. Uh, I think yeah. that's a different. That's a different Lima, unless they dropped this Lima recently. Yeah, could be wrong. Yeah, like this Lima fought in February. The other Lima is pretty serious. 
Douglas Lima, I, I think, gotcha. is the one that's in the in Bellator. All right. Well, so. I think that's but it for this yeah. episode. Um. Yeah, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Um, solid card. Uh, not what we expected for sure. Rating it out of ten, of I'd give it an eight. Like that, but. Just, I think it's an eight. It would have been a ten. High. If um, the DQ didn't happen, I think that was if the DQ didn't happen, and that was able happen. to finish. Because I was very happy with the submission. I was very happy with uh, Islam. The science of this fight was it was technical, but not the fireworks that we wanted. But still a good fight. And then championships, uh, Israel, right. they performed well. So. I say eight out of ten. Yeah, if I was rating it, I'm giving it a seven. I'm giving it a seven and a half personally. Um, seven to seven and a half. If I'm if I'm being polite, but um, solid card. Um, would I watch again? Yeah, I'm probably three fights. I'm probably gonna card. rewatch it later tonight. Um, I mean the main card. I heard the prelims were fireworks. I heard the prelims were fireworks. There were knockouts in like three or four of the fights. Oh yeah, um, they were comebacks. They were ridiculous. Stuff like that. So, if we're rating the whole thing as a whole, it, it could definitely get a higher score. But main yeah. card, I give a seven to seven and a half. Until next time. And yeah, um, we'll be back with another one pretty soon. We got some NBA news to get into, NFL news to get into. Um, All right, y'all boys. And yeah, until next time. Thanks for tuning in.